Jerry Fagan and Doug Tom Moore from Taylor Fagan Capital Management. All opinions expressed should not be relied upon for individual investment advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Taylor Fagan Capital Management and clients may maintain positions in securities discussed. If you are a Taylor Fagan client, please remember to contact Taylor Fagan in writing if there are any changes in the personal financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, or revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or to modify any reasonable restrictions to our investment advisory services. It's time again for the Long Only Podcast. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Excellent. Well, this, All things considered. All things considered, yes. Uh, and there's th- a lot to consider. There is a lot to consider, and we were considering it before the show. Uh, some of it over pizza. But today we're going to talk about the supply side of the economy and how it might be the key towards getting us out of this mess and how it's been, if nothing else, a lack of focus, uh, we would say. You would say, most particularly. Correct. I would. And and let me preface all of this with, you know, we've talked endlessly that we are about trying to uh, predict business and 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 businesses, individual businesses as a means to manage money. We still wholeheartedly um, endorse that and don't profess to be ones that can call the economy or call the market or we don't we don't really try to do that. But being observers and and, um, you know, having an economic background, we we certainly have our view and our opinions as to what should happen. So I want to preface everything with that, that that this isn't this is now stepping into a realm of just looking at the macro, which we really don't try and guess, but we certainly have our observations. And and no doubt, business is affected. This is so your prescription. This is the prescription of, of in your, what, in your opinion. what I think could help solve these issues. No one's listening to that from me, I suppose, but yeah, maybe somebody will. All right. Well, so, so far, the most the focus has been on the, the demand side with interest rates. The demand side of money in particular. And the flip side of this, you would say, is the supply side of goods and services. And the fiscal policy that we have right now is not supporting that. And as such, we're missing out on an opportunity to heal the economy. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, the demand side can be affected by um, – both the supply and the demand side can be affected by fiscal policy. It's not, and and one could argue that, well, what's been being done, I mean, we've had a shining example of demand side economics on the fiscal side in the last few years with the, I'm going to just be blunt, the insane amount of spending that's happened at the, at the federal level, all in the, in the name of fighting the virus. How dare you? Um, <laughs> and so that 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 combined with and 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 you know if we're we're looking to the Fed you know the Fed is in so much focus right now because they're raising rates we're dealing with today here we are you know with inflation over nine percent now um, the Fed in in some, to some degree to come to their defense um, you know they were trying to supply dollars in an environment where the the government was going to spend massive amounts of dollars. Um, the demand for dollars was obviously high from that standpoint. But now what we have is the classic, you know, as Milton Friedman taught us, too much money chasing too few goods because 
And we, we've said, what kind of rocket science does it take? I'll be as flippant as I want to be on that because it truly is insane that they shut down the economy, which is the supply. So that's how we get supply, right? And, and so, you know, now that it takes, you know, a year to get a car and appliances and maybe longer, I, I just saw a headline that said that a major energy producer is now sold out till 2040, <laughs> the energy that they can produce. I, I'll have to reread that. That was a headline. I'm not sure I, I got it right, but I, I doubt that it's wrong. I think it's probably true. I mean, we've we've killed the supply side of the economy while at the same time flooding the market with money. And there's a point at which the money doesn't have anywhere to go. And so that's right now the Fed, it's, it's created this insane inflation, the worst in 40 something years. The money supply has grown over 40% in the last couple of years, an unprecedented amount of growth in money supply. And the Fed's reaction at this point, behind the curve, and mind you, I know we've been on record as saying, look, they should raise rates. They should never have been at zero for so long. We believe that. We don't believe 0% interest rates for a decade or you know, essentially 0% interest rates for over a decade was ever a good idea. And I like your spin on this, though, because you, when, you, when you say, when you're setting interest rates at zero, this is, I'm quoting you, attempting to, to, to do so verbatim. You're basically saying the value of time is zero. Zero. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's ludicrous, but that's what was done. Um, and, and one could maybe argue what's done is done. Now, how do we fix it? And I have, I, we have also been on record as saying, look, rates, they're way behind the curve. They should raise rates. Boom. Just do it right now. Uh, you know, go to 3.5 or 4% or whatever it is. The, the economy should be able to support it. Um, what I'm trying to, what I, what I want to point out now, and I'm, and I'm not backing away from that. I think it's maybe too late now for that, because now what we have is such a significant supply shock and we have so crippled the supply side of the economy that that's really where we need to help. That's really where we need help. We need to get the supply side going again. And the best way to do that, I've, I've invoked Ronald Reagan and Bernanke before, or not, excuse me, Bernanke, he came after after Volcker. Volcker, you remember the Volcker, Reagan, early 80s, Volcker was tightening money supply. Reagan was, you know, putting in pro-growth policies that actually led to, you know, 20 years of expansion, right? you know, 18 some odd years of expansion. Um, and I, I would go on also on record as saying, I think that actually it was really those pro-growth policies that were what worked, um, you know, the crushing increase of interest rates, you know, eventually money supply will get sopped up if there's enough economic activity out there. So if, if inflation is too much money chasing too few goods, what's better to do? This is the question. What's better to do? Sop up the excess liquidity by you know, dramatically raising interest rates or let's do whatever we can to sop up that extra money by having the economy grow. And I'm, I'm, wanting to reemphasize more that I think that's the side of the, the equation that needs to be emphasized. That's the part that needs help right now. Um, and, and how do you do that? You cut the regulations that are just killing a lot of different industries. Um, you unleash tax relief. Um, when you have the, the percentage of, of GDP, at, uh, tax revenue as a percentage of GDP at, all, at highs that we haven't seen since 1960, we're taking in too much money. Now, you might say, well, but the government's so heavily in debt. All right, fine. But who do you think is better to spend that money? The government, who's put us in a position where we're already at massive deficits and, and debt buildup over the last, since the history of the country, <laughs> um, or businesses who 
will undoubtedly, at least in the aggregate, spend those extra monies. And, and I would say not just businesses, but individuals will spend those monies in a much more effective way because it's their money that they're responsible for. So, well, I would say this, if the solution to our problem was the government spending money, the problem would have been solved by now. And, and you're not going to solve that. Exactly. And so this is almost an, an acquiescence here on that because it's saying, look, you knuckleheads have gotten us into this trouble. We know you can't bring it yourself to not spend money like nutcases, but perhaps we can do something to starve you a little bit of what it is that you get. Because clearly, if look, the, the, the demand side economy, supply side economy, um, you know, if the Keynesian, and I'm just getting into the economic weeds here, but enough people who are listening to this will know if the Keynesian view of the world worked, this last couple of years would have been in spades proving that it works. It obviously hasn't worked. Now, we're fortunately, as of right now, we're not in this massive depression. But my gosh, we're looking, it's almost as if we're considering that a foregone conclusion because of what activity is going on at the Fed right now. And the fact that there just isn't enough relief coming in the way of help from fiscal policy. So, you know, folks can consider this overly political. Look, this is just economics. If you want to make this political, so be it. It's it's economics. You have to do something to support the supply side of the economy when you can't get a refrigerator for a year. And one of the another thing you need to do in order to fix the problem is not recreate the problem again, which you see certain people in certain circles. It's almost like they're angling for a, another lockdown. You, you know, it's difficult to stay away from the conspiracy stuff because and I'm not advocating that that's what's going on. But my gosh, you would have to be thinking somebody is trying to do this. These policies have been so asinine. Certainly. Well, what does it, so what do you think? Is it just a matter of, from a policy standpoint, what do you think are the most important policies? Not it, lowering taxes or not raising taxes, but what are the pro-growth pro policies could the governments do, state, local level, besides attack the taxes? I think whatever you can do to make it less onerous to do business. So now you, the, the, I think the biggest break you can give to businesses is on the regulatory side of things. And this is not to say that we're talking about, you know, laissez-faire, all everything goes, no, no oversight of anything. No, uh, this is, let's be sensible about this. And in our industry alone, in, in, the, in the, the years that I've been in this industry, and even more, more specifically, the, the 16 years or so that we've had this company, the amount of regulatory burden that we put up with has been astronomical. It has grown astronomically. I mean, just in 15 years. The, the the kind of paperwork, the kind of involvement, I mean, the size of the agreements that we have to put out for people to sign because there's so much more regulatory nonsense that's in everything. Um, you know, that's, I, I know that from firsthand and talking to businesses all the time, which we do every day, because that's what, you know, in our process of trying to find good businesses to invest in, we talk to companies, we hear that all the time. It is not being made easier to be in business. It's being made harder to be in business. Um, so that needs to, that, that's that place to start as far as taxes, uh, you know, I've always been a proponent that it's not cutting taxes, it's cutting tax rates. I've also always been a proponent of a, of a flat tax. I think if you just, you know, come up with a number that's going to raise what money you need to sensibly run the business, 
and let's use that number. It's never going to happen because the politicians want to play with the, the tax code. That's how they get their pet projects through. Uh, they want they like that progressive kind of taxation. But there's plenty of studies out there that show that you know, you'll get more tax compliance. You might even raise more revenue um, by having a simple type of tax code that has simple rates of as low and as flat as possible. Um, you know, but more importantly is, is I, I think also promoting, you know, sensible kind of activity from a business and a, and a, and a social standpoint. I mean, we've got, we've got a problem right now in that a lot of businesses can't find people to work. It's not that they're not out there. It's actually probably not even that they're not capable um, but a lot of folks are just have gotten so used to this kind of constant um, revolving door of, of giveaways that, that, you know, it's kind of like, well, I'll just hang out till the next giveaway, you know. And, and, and I think that needs to stop. We need to look. There's a fine line um, between, you know, having everything focused totally on building wealth and making more and more money uh, from a societal standpoint. I'm not I'm not saying that there's not potential negatives from that. But I am saying that we've kind of lost as an overall, you know, society, the drive to want to better them, better yourself and be, have some level of ambition. And that needs to come back. And I think that comes from leadership in all different areas, not just government. Oh, correct. It's the people need to be productive in some form or fashion. And that can look different to different people in different stations of life. And some people have earned a right for one reason or another, have the ability to take the foot off the gas pedal for certain periods of time. But that's not, uh, you know, not for, not when you're 25 and not forever. No, no. And I think that that's, uh, that's something that we need to, we need to turn. We need to stem that tide. Um, and, and not that we want everybody back to a point where all they care about is making money. No, but we, we need, we need to have, um, uh, you know, value hard work and, and ingenuity and, innovation and creativity better, better than we have been lately. Let's put it that way. Certainly. And I understand the seductiveness of this. I mean, I've experienced it at times with not being productive and it hasn't worked out very well. So, and I would not recommend it for anyone else. And it's the, the circumstances get people pulled into it. My question though, for the people who are just, I mean, the assumption is, is that there's people who are simply not working right now, right? Almost like the stimulus payouts are still going out. What, what, what are these people doing who just aren't working? Are they just living off the, living off the cash? I mean, I'm, I'm curious about the individual stories that go into these. Well, I question that too. And some, some uh, data that's out there suggests that actually one of the big problems we have in, with not finding enough workers is, is women have left the workforce in droves. Um, I don't know if this is saying something also from a societal stand probably is from that, that, you know, maybe they just found that, and this, this might, there might be some positive aspects of this. They might've found that they wanted to spend more time with their family. Um, but, but there is some, there has to be something to the fact that it, we have apparently seen um, a lot of the, the problem with workers um, being non-existent <laughs> or shall I say, you know, we're not willing to work is, some of it is all is that it appears that we've seen women leave the workforce voluntarily. Um, so it, it, that must have something to do with it. So it's not all that we just have a bunch of lazy slobs out there. It's that, you know, we also have had a major demographic who have become who the economy apparently had become quite dependent on, which is women in the workforce who have decided that they don't want to do that. So 
Um, you know, there's 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 some long term demographic shifting aspects of this that I don't think we're going to answer or we're going to solve right away. But to the extent that we can aid and abet the supply side of the economy with some help, uh, we need to do that. We need to we need to focus on that side of the equation also, not just on the money supply side of it. And to be clear, women leaving the workforce to stay to work with their families, to live with their families, to serve their families. To be moms is not what we consider being unproductive. No, that's not, not the pathology all. we're talking not, about. Not at all. That's yeah. not that's not what we're saying at all. Quite the contrary. That's why I said there may be some positive societal aspects to that. Um, but either neither here nor there. It is it is real. Um, the, the 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 dearth of of new or the the dearth of employees that we're we're hearing from our companies. Um, and and it can't all. I think it's a combination of a number of things. That's just one of them. The, the 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 level of kind of you know turning out and, and turning off the ambition from younger folks I think is part of it and there may be some aspects I, I I'm not aware of or I'm sure it's a, a a mishmash of a number of different things but I, those things can change quickly too um, or we we can find other ways that you know people can come back into the into the workforce if the incentive system is is properly aligned. And, and I don't want to suggest that everything is about incentives. Um, not at all. Um, but right now we're, we're just by looking at those numbers on tax revenue as a percentage of GDP to me says that there's, there's a problem here <laughs> that we have money going in the wrong place. To the government. Yes. All right. And we'll leave it on that because money going to the government is just about always the wrong place. So, Jerry, anything else you want to say before we close out? I think that's it. All right. 18 minutes is all it took. So, did a long one for you last week. We'll do a short one for you this week. And thank you very much for listening. Again, check us out, taylorforgone.com and also look us up on iTunes, one on the podcast, give us a review and rating. Thank you for listening.